SAFM. Joining me now, consumer journalist with a Monday Consumer Line column in the Sowetan, Tuli Zungu. Tuli, hello, welcome. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much and good afternoon, Shadow, and your listeners. Afternoon, Tuli. Um, did you hear my lunch bite? Landlords grow rich in their sleep. Is that a true reflection of landlords? Excuse me, I, I missed that. Oh, no, I'm saying my, my lunch bite today was landlords grow rich in their sleep. Is that a true reflection of landlords now that they don't like paying back deposits from tenants? Uh, not all of them, Shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are landlords who would want to withhold uh, people's deposit under the guise that they're fixing things, uh, um, uh, damage that is caused by the consumer. But what consumers uh, must know is that when they enter into an agreement with the landlord, they must uh, complete a checklist and uh, see if everything and check um, if everything is in order. Mm-hmm. And all those things or those items that are not in order or need some repairment, then uh, the consumer would need to uh, request the landlord to fix them. And the same happens when uh, the contract terminates. Uh, both the landlord and the tenant, they must do this dual inspection and ensure that everything is as uh, the consumer or the tenant found it when the contract, uh, when the contract was signed. And um, when that happens, and then the consumer will then claim his or her deposit from the landlord, that deposit should be invested in an interest-bearing account. Hmm. And it must be returned to the consumer upon the expiration of the contract, and that must be paid out within the first uh, the first two weeks after the determination uh, of the contract. Would have those uh, landlords who would then come up with some excuses and and start telling consumers that this that 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 happened. And uh, if the the, the the landlord has made any repairments at all, uh, the landlord must produce receipts. Mm-hmm. and debit that amount from the consumer's uh, deposit upon the exp- uh, upon the, the termination of the contract. If the landlord doesn't do that, and or if the, the landlord does not do a dual inspection at the termination of the contract, and it, it will be considered as though everything is as the consumer or the tenant found it at the beginning of the contract. Now, something I found very interesting, and I, I, I know that many people do not know or are not aware that you mentioned that interest-bearing account where the deposit goes, and when yes. they do give it back to you, it should be given back to you with that interest. Yes, it should be given back to the consumer with the interest because that amount, it's, it's a deposit uh, for the benefit of the consumer at the termination of the contract. And it also takes care of things like the damages that I've mentioned. Maybe you, you may have uh, damaged the, the handle or, or the plugs that need some repairment. Then the landlord will debit that amount from your deposit. That deposit belongs to the consumer in terms of the Housing Rental Act. It should not be invested in the interest of, of, of the landlord. It doesn't belong to the, the landlord at all. I learned a lot today while preparing for this interview and I saw that and I want to suggest that couldn't that section 14 of the act uh, be be given to every, it should be part of the contract when you when you're renting property because then the landlord and yourself have rights but I think those rights become blurred at some point 
uh, depending on who's signing the contract and who's producing the contract. Uh, and, and, and because people are all, always so desperate to get accommodation, some things are, are, are not highlighted. True, true that, Shadow. You, you remember that the, the, the act is public information. Mm. That information is it's, it's readily available to the consumers, just that consumers, some of the consumers, they do not know what their rights are. And this is why uh, education becomes key. You, this is why we're having this talk uh, mm. this afternoon to try and, and enlighten uh, the, the, the consumers about the rights and duties that they can get this information. It's, it's, it's available. But if they do not know, they must... The, the landlord must be transparent at all costs. The landlord must must observe the consumer's right and and um, respect the housing uh, protection. Uh, sorry, the housing uh, rental act, which makes it imperative on, on on the landlord to ensure that the relationship between both parties is smooth and um, without any hinges. You know, we talk about landlords as if they don't matter, but they do also have their rights. They do, they do. Uh, the landlord has, 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 they, they, they do have their right. As a tenant, you need to pay your, your, your rental, um, as a great. Mm-hmm. If it is on, at the beginning of the month, you have to, 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 to honor that, pay that at the beginning of the month. And, uh, if it's, if the agreement is that you pay it at the end of the month, you have to, to do that. And, um, as a consumer, you should respect the landlord's property because that, it will be your property for the duration of the lease. Mm. And uh, you shouldn't be using the property belonging to the landlord for um, any other purposes other than um, um, ho- housing or using it as a home. You shouldn't um, um, call, be a nuisance. If, if it is a complex, maybe, you shouldn't be a nuisance to, to the neighbors. You, shouldn't, you, sh- you should oblige by the terms and, and condition of the agreement if the, you have agreed on a few things such as um, not bringing pets in the property or not uh, converting the house for other purposes or maybe start uh, thinking of opening it as a, or, or using it as a spaza shop, that is not part of your agreement unless you amend those agreements or those, those terms and conditions of the agreement with the landlord. Can I interrupt? We've got a caller uh, and I suspect they, they want to talk about exactly what we're talking about. Jay, hello, okay. welcome. Uh, good afternoon to you. You are really as, uh, an angel <laughs> on the other side of the mic. How did you good know I was having this problem? It's going on three years. This person came and told me that he was going to rent my place. And it, uh, it was subletted. And mm-hmm. eventually what he did, he did not sign my lease agreement. When I went to him twice, he said, how could I draw up a lease agreement without consulting him? I said, I have a right as a landlord to my condition, set number one. He only paid a small deposit for the place. He hasn't paid three years rent, lights and water. He's connected illegally for other people and collecting money from them lights and water and now he's brought his mum who is an educator she left her flat house to rent in Durban he's got a brother who is studying law living there he wants he's demanding from me I must produce my title deed to show I'm the owner of the house it's a family home that I bought from my brother 
Right. Mm-hmm. And it's our great-grandfather's land where it was handed over, the, the, the property. But anyway, my grandfather's title deed I got and stuff that. He threatened me. He, uh, I'm staying now with my son down the road. He even damaged my um, carport at that house. Mm. He was illegally uh, running uh, a kind of a, a car, uh, you know, um, uh, thing like uh, bring up cars and engines and stuff like that. I had building materials in that house. He, I don't know what he's done. He sold everything. The other two people who were sublet there, when they were on a workshop, on a Christian workshop, he stole okay. their stuff and sold it. I brought this matter up with the rental and tribunal. The rental and tribunal was so disappointing, they asked me to go and get a title deed. I'm trying to explain to them, this man, he came as a tenant. Mm-hmm. On that condition alone, they should have taken up the matter and sorted him out. Then he says, no, he came as a uh, uh, alleged uh, occupier illegally. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, and he's from the Eastern Cape. He's a young chap. He's about 24 years. He threatened me. He threatened to kill me. He wanted to hear. Okay, uh, Jay, Jay. I'm going through a hell of a lot, I'm telling you, for the last three years. It sounds like it. Can we we then get Tuli? Because I'm not too sure if you do even have a a contract signed with him. But let Tuli give us some advice here. Tuli, what happens here? Okay, um... There are two options. One, um, he, she can go back to have the case reviewed by the housing tribunal and and explain to them that this is what happened. Uh, get someone who's going to listen because uh, I, I, I can imagine, uh, from what she is saying, I want to, to believe that she has a valid case because uh, any lease agreement, it can either be in writing or be, um, be, be, be verbal. Mm. But if that doesn't work, he, she, she also has another option to uh, approach the court and have the tenant evicted from, from the property. You, you remember we had an unlawful protection, it's a protection of unlawful occupants act, mm-hmm. which uh, protects the illegal occupants from, from um, um, occupying the property. And, um, when she approaches the court, then the court will look into her matter and, and she'll have to produce um, documents that the property belongs to her and she'd want to have the people yes. who are legally occupying the property removed. Okay. Yes, I've got, I've got a, 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 a paper to show that I purchased, purchased this house from my family member. At the house, from, and the title deed uh, is uh, my the grandfather's name, to, and he has written a letter to state that I'm the only one who's supposed to be living on that property, and nobody else. The papers all have been written and everything, but this guy now he is threatened us to such an extent. He, he said, "I will find my throat slit." And lying in the bed, and I'll be burnt in my house, mm. my son's house. But mm. you can all, all it's gone to a certain extent. I'm going to a psychologist now. Jay, mm. have you reported to the police? Truly wants to know. Yeah, if 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 if, she, if that that tenant is threatening her life, then he can report that uh, because it's a criminal matter uh, or threatening someone else's li- life. It it is criminal. Mm-hmm. Jay, will you will you go to the police and 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 just see if you can't go back to the housing tribunal with all the documents of proof that you have with you? You know, I, 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 
Yes. Maybe the other thing is for for you, Charlotte, to give uh, to give her my caller details, okay. then you can take it offline. All right. So, Sorry, w- what will, will you do that? Uh, please keep on listening. Uh, we will give you uh, uh, Tuli's details so that both of you can have a further conversation and she can, you know, uh, help you further. I am so reduced. I'm, I'm about to cry. Honestly, I am. It, it became like it. so racist. He says we Indians must get back to India. Oh, my goodness. Please stay on the line. Uh, uh, Hazel will give you Tuli's details and you'll, you'll contact her after the show. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, and good luck. Good luck. Wow, that 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 you see now. Also, what happens though, Tuli? We've heard lots of times where tenants just refuse to move. What are the rights of the of of the property owner when tenants refuse to move? Uh, There was a rumor about you know you you as a property owner landlord must find me the same accommodation I had or equally comfortable accommodation before I move. Okay, what, what, what happens there, Sh- Shadow, is that uh, if a, a, an unlawful occupant has been, uh, has occupied that pre- property or that premises for, for less than six months, then the owner of the property can um, uh, evict them okay. and the eviction processes uh, needs to be followed. You need to approach the court and have the person removed. You need to tell the court that uh, this is your property and uh, the reasons why that uh, that occupant needs to, to remove. The court will also consider, let me say the person has been living there for more than for more than six months. They'll have to consider the age of the occupant. They'll have to consider if it is a, a woman-headed uh, property, uh, if they are disabled people and all of that, they'll consider that. And they will only evict someone if it is just and equitable to do so. They'll need to consider everything of that because, you know, we have the constitution of the country which says you cannot have, um, uh, people have got a right to property. You cannot have the, you cannot evict them illegally or have their properties uh, demolished. So, the due processes has to be followed. And um, when the, the courts find that uh, you, you, it is your property and uh, you, uh, it is your property and the person who is occupying the property is occupying it illegally, then they will make an order in the tenant's favor. There are instances where, uh, for example, where um, uh, consumers, have, or let me say tenants have been staying in the property for more than 10 years and anti-stepped and you have municipalities trying to evict them from those properties. Mm-hmm. The courts, uh, they have ruled that it was, in one case, it was in, in, in Rustenberg where uh, the courts found that it was unconstitutional for municipalities to have those people removed because they've been staying in that property for more than 10 years and anti-stepped. Uh, the decision is taken by the by, by the courts, mm. and uh, yeah, uh, we we have had quite a, a number of cases where people have been restored back into the land that they have occupied illegally. But um, the, the 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 housing uh, the housing uh, rental act it protects both the landlords and the consumer. Now, some some landlords will choose to work through agents. Um, does does do the rights of the landlord, can they be transferred to the agent? Or where do you draw the line between taking orders or negotiating or whatever it is that you, 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 you are dealing with, with the agent uh, rather than the landlord? Who signs the document? Do the agents sign the documents as well? Or does the landlord always have to append their signature in a contract, in your lease? Uh, 
you, 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 we have situations where the landlords will offload their responsibilities to to the agent to 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 do everything on their behalf. But whatever the agent is doing is doing it on on the behalf of the principal. The principal remains uh, responsible for everything that the agent does or does wrong. Okay, uh, but where then do you? Because you know sometimes agents don't do what they're supposed to do. And because reading this act has actually just opened my eyes up when I think of, of, of people that I've spoken to in the past who, you know, have had to fix stuff in, in, in the homes where, you know, agents just didn't care. And when they leave, it's, it's no, no refunds are given and that, those sort of things. And the landlord is sitting pretty and going, no, you know, the agent is dealing with this. You, you remember the agent is only acting on behalf of the principal. The principal remains liable for everything or for every wrongs or the rights that uh, the, the, the agent is doing on behalf, on, on his or her behalf. So um, the agent may move away, but um, there, is, there is a question of, let me say, there's a question of vicarious liability here. The agent is only representing the landlord, and the landlord at all times remains liable for everything. Okay, so landlord is still liable for for it all. Yes. Um, let's let's just go back to to the the terms and and especially when when people don't get their deposits because that's a very 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 common um, occurrence. What? How much time does one have to give notice should they want to terminate before the end of their lease? Um, you can terminate at any time, um, but. When, when you do, when you terminate, then um, you may forfeit your, your, your deposit because you have not um, uh, you have not stayed up until the, the, the end of the duration of, of, of the contract. But when you do, um, you, 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 you stay in the property for, for the duration of the contract, then you have one month's notice to give to the landlord. And the landlord has about seven days before the expiration of the contract to come and do an inspection on the property. And um, and if 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 the landlord doesn't come to do an inspection, then it is taken that uh, he there's concession on his part that everything uh, is in order by the time uh, the tenant leaves the property. Mm. So so it, it it is imperative. You cannot even apply or negotiate your your because I know there was a case of somebody who had lost their job and could not continue living there, but paid for the extra month when she couldn't be there, and and um, still didn't get their refund. Or did they terminate the contract uh, before um, the, the the duration? Yes. What was it? They terminated the contract before the duration. Uh, because they, they they lost their job, um, mm-hmm. and, and but continued paid for that month when they realised their job was lost, and then did not get the rest of their deposits. And the tenant apparently the the the, the landlord got somebody else during that month that she paid for. But I would imagine that that person would have a recourse if uh, if uh, if he uh, the, the the tenant approaches the landlord and tenant dispute. Uh, the, the the landlord tribunal mm. to entertain their case. 
Okay, so so there, there is recourse for for mm. all of these cases in, in in particular. So, what have you seen though on, in your articles that has that, that keeps on coming back that we hardly ever know about that we need to empower our consumers about? Um, apart from me insisting that everybody should go and get the Rental Housing Act, but but what 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 what, what, what uh, I have noticed in the past is that um, the consumers will be made to pay. Let me say communal. Um, water services without being shown any receipts and how uh, how the bills have been apportioned to each consumer or each tenant um, and the electricity it's um, it's it's paid uh, it's it's also shared by all the tenants who stay in the same complex without um, without the landlord showing them how, how they much have the views unit mm-hmm. so consumers have got a right or the tenants they have uh, they've got a right to demand those receipts and they have also have a right to refuse to pay uh, for those services if they're not uh, shown or they're not given uh, bills for the services that um, yeah, that they charge for, for yes okay to stay on the line for me please we're taking news headlines uh, we're okay. back talking to you in a bit so Uzila Sarko okay. Company South Africa has been heavily fined for price fixing. The South African Competition Authorities uncovered collusion and anti competitive practices at an alarming rate between AXA and Houtrain. The Supreme Court of Appeal in Bloemfontein has upheld the City of Cape Town's appeal against Sunrolls preventing public access to information about the proposed tolling of the N1 and N2 freeways outside the city and nigeria's election commission says voters will get a strong indication of who has won the presidential election by the end of today as it starts announcing results state by state details at two o'clock otherwise on safm we're talking rights and duties of landlords and tenants uh, with my guest, Tuli Zungu. Tuli, just one last thing. When we were speaking with Jay, you mentioned a verbal agreement. Is that, is that, yes. is that suggested and how safe is it to have a verbal agreement? Because it may be difficult to prove. Yes, it may be difficult to prove, but uh, you, 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 we have like people renting our bedrooms and our homes and our garage, mm-hmm. and um, cons- we, 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 they don't have a, a written contract. But it is uh, encouraged to have at least a, reg- a written contract so that uh, um, the, the tenant knows his or her rights. It is prevalent in the, at the locations, you know, mm-hmm. when you have someone uh, who, who who doesn't have any place to stay to just approach. Um, the community for to rent uh, the bedroom. Mm. They don't sign any written contract. They don't have any of those. And it is in those instances where the, the tenants are abused by the landlords. They would be changing the locks if the consumer doesn't pay the rent on time. They would be expecting them to 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 do um, like to 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 maintain their yard clean or do the gardens and mm. and lock them out sometimes if mm. they do not come in uh they, they, they do not come at a certain at a certain time we have those instances and it is yes it is um open to abuse and uh, for anyone who would want to rent a property my advice would be to have it in writing so that uh, the consumer or the tenant knows his or her rights and respect that of the landlord as well. 
Wow. It becomes very difficult, you know, to, to and I can imagine when people are very desperate for accommodation. And, and of course, how many people you have living in that back room as well uh, is, is something, something to be stipulated, right? Yes, it must. You, you, you need to tell them how, how many people are going to be uh, using that room. But imagine uh, renting out a single room for um, a, a couple and a child or maybe two children. And uh, we have those kind of uh, of situations because uh, people do not have accommodation. Yes, it is uh, it is open to abuse, but how do we limit them from not bringing in the uh, you know one room? How do you, uh, one room you use it as a bedroom, a kitchen, a bathroom, and and every and everything? But for insti- for 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 buildings that are suitable for renting purposes. You also need to inform the landlord how many people would be taking occupation of that of that property and not to abuse um, the, 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 the the rules or uh, the conditions and terms in which you are to use the property. Shouldn't me as a landlord who's got back rooms have to have a, a, a permit of some kind from my municipality to say that I may rent my rooms? And maybe that way I forfeit my, 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 my document should I fail or should I abuse the people that rent? You don't have to abuse uh, the people that rent your property. And uh, um, No, what I'm saying is, shouldn't we apply? Shouldn't there be a system where you apply as a homeowner? Let's say okay. I, I live in Dube and I've got four back rooms at, at the back. And I, I, you know, I need to get permission from this municipality, even though it's my space. But now yes, I'm adding other people. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we should have the rule that notify the municipality that you are using your property for business purposes. Because when you are renting your property, uh, it is you, you're, you're making profit and you're using your, your house for for business purposes. Mm. And uh uh, I, I believe the authorities must know that it has been uh, the, the premises has been converted from housing to um, to uh, uh, to some lodgings of some kind. lodging. Yes. Mm. Tuli, always a pleasure talking to you, my sister. Thank you so much for your, for sharing your knowledge with us, and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon because these issues continue to crop up. Thank you so much for having me. May we give uh, is an email for everybody because some people may be listening um, and want to contact you. I know that my producer has given Jay your direct number, but is is there a, 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 an email we can use for general consumer issues? Okay, uh, I'll give you an email and uh, the landline and uh, my cell phone in which I use for okay. business purposes. Okay, it's Z U N G U. Mm-hmm. T at Soweten. Mm-hmm. Dot co. Dot Z A. Yes. My landline is 011 mm-hmm. Yes. Three zero eight six. Mm-hmm. My cell phone would be 083 Yes. Nine four seven. Yes. Nineteen twenty one. I hope you've got good assistance, a good team, because you you're very busy. 
And you're going to be very busy after this. Yes, yes. Since since our last talk show, I've received I don't know how many complaints. Well, this is it. That's why we don't talk to you all the time. We give you time to breathe in between. (laughs) But thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for giving us this platform, Sharon. No, wonderful. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Bye-bye. It's Zunguti, Z-U-N-G-U-T at soweton.co.za 011-280-3086 or 083-947-1921 All your consumer issues truly will be able to assist and deal with them. When we come back how do we make sure to develop and empower more women in the property industry? That's what we're talking about, women in property. Amanda Tuba Chivuo, who's the chief executive of Z Capsule, and earlier in the year they bought 45% stake in Remax, one of the largest real estate uh, companies in South Africa. We talked to her after this. Otherwise, on SAFM. Chief Executive of Z Capital, Amanda Tsubachivu. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Hi, good afternoon, Shadow. Afternoon. I, I know the Chivuos. Are, are, you, are you a descendant of that family? No, I'm a descendant of the Tsubas, and I was married to the Chivuos. Ah, I see. Yeah, I, I, I knew the old man very well. Congratulations for Z Capital, hey? Thank you very much. I tell you, it, 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 is, it is one of the first few in this country since 1994. Yes, it is. It is. So how, how let's see first, the role of women in the property industry. Uh, what does it look like? Because I know only a few years ago, I think it was around about 2010, uh, you know, the workforce was about 15%. And that, that was just the role, I suppose, who women who took a career in property, in various aspects of property, some in banking, some in, 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 in uh, real estate agents and, and those kinds of things. But what does the picture look like at the moment? Um, the picture is slightly changing. Um, currently, we're looking at it increasing to about approximately 20%. Um, but ultimately, the, the, the focus, I think, when we've come into this market is to look at how do we help to increase that even further um, with women and also the youth. Yes, yes, because, but why are women so important? I know it's a male-dominated industry, and I suppose, you know, with people uh, like Donald Trump and all of those kinds of things, it's a a global thing that men uh, are are the ones that are doing great in real estate. What was your attraction? Um, My my attraction with the real estate is is from an essence that um, real estate and property is one area that... um, from, from an economic growth, it's an important factor in, in the South African market. And the fact that um, it is anyone who manages to get into it can start increasing the economic setting of their own family. That, for me, is an important factor. Yeah, but they, they say buying real estate is not only the best way, the quickest way, the safest way, but the only way to become wealthy. Well, it, it is one of the best ways, I think, to become wealthy, um, simply because you you can leverage your home to move into other type of investments. For instance, if you were in business and you needed um, to use your property as collateral, you have that opportunity when you own a property. 
Whereas if you don't, you are hindered in getting into other areas of investment within, with, within any economy. What are we missing as far as the South African uh, community, especially in, in, uh, in townships and that sort of uh, places? What are we missing about the, the idea of property and how, how to grow our investments or even begin to purchase? I think the, 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 the first thing I would say is, is exposure and understanding and, and education about what role does owning a property play in one's life. Um, I think a lot of people do not understand how important it is to, to own your own property. And, and, and also with that is how do we look after the property that we currently own? Because the issue of value is also equally important. Assuming that we do own any property at all, because you know the, the, there's such a, a, a few there's, there's a few people, a small percentage of people who own. A, when you look at the millions of, of of Black South Africans specifically, there's a very small percentage of people who own homes, own their own homes. So, what's the first step we should take? In, in terms of owning your first home, I think what's important is to to be to do a good research first and foremost. How much can we afford? Um, and you need to be realistic about that because the cost in, in buying a home um, is not simply getting the bond. You still need to be looking at all the costs from a deposit or if you had to pay a 10% deposit. You need to have saved up that money, your transfer duties, um, your bond registration, etc. So those added costs that Initially, when you're having a conversation and looking at a property, they're not um, the, 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 the prevalent cost needs to be affected. And you need to be starting to say, how do I save up for that? Rather than looking at a property and then going for it, yes, getting the bond if you have the right credit record for it, mm. um, and then finding yourself unable to pay for the cost associated with acquiring a property. Amanda, when it comes to estate agents, because I also think that there's a very few uh, uh, black estate agents, especially because I think that sort of education you're talking about would happen much quicker because a lot of estate agents do not work fully in the townships. So, and I, I want to believe that your, 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 your stake in, in Remax is going to improve that so that, you know, the, the education happens, but also just women who create jobs, uh, women who would love to, 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 to be part of the industry can go in there and, and, and be able to deal with uh, township issues more than anything else. I fully agree with that, Shadow. Um, with, with, with the Remax, the main objective really from here is entering um, aggressively into, into the township market. That is a, an important focus area for us. And yes, I agree that the education and the conversation around um, the township market can only happen best when we have people who live in those communities participating and actually starting to either own real estate um, um, offices of their own within their own market. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And only then they can easily integrate new interns into into their estate agency because as as REMAX, we support, for instance, the estate agency affairs board. 
has has a great um, concept which talks about one agency, one learner program, and they they are trying to get up to ten thousand um, estate agents in about ten years, in line with the human settlement um, agenda mm. in terms of empowerment. And within that, we are looking as one of the estate agents to start saying we will try and get at least about a thousand learners into into our estate agencies and start getting them to become fully-fledged estate agents. And the fact that we also have um, our own um, academy, which then lowers the cost of entry into this market. Hmm. So how does one how does one get more information? Uh, and I think, Amanda, we need to have a, a much bigger conversation. This for me was to say to you guys, well done, and and thank you for 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 bringing this deal to to where it belongs. But also try and encourage as a career young women, especially to go because I think women make a difference as far as how the homes are sold. Uh, you know, they they take care of other stuff. Uh, more than more than the male counterparts, as far as uh, selling homes is concerned, because I think they're more sensitive to the you know the nuances that come with buying a house. So uh, you know, I need entry points. Where can we go, and how do people find more information from you? Okay, um, we have Remax in terms of our own estate agency. Yes, we have our. Um, you can go into our website in terms of people who would like to find out more about us. But also there are the um, EAAB has a great website uh, in terms of information around what is it that people need to understand when they are thinking about buying a home or even getting into the into 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 the into this um, industry altogether. So EAAB is the Estate Agents Board. Yes, Estate Agent Affairs Board. Okay, okay. Well, congratulations again. And, and how do we get hold of you? Uh, should somebody want to congratulate you directly or, or get through to your office for more information? Um, well, I, you can get me on Amanda at zcapital.co.za. I called it Z Capital. Okay, zcapital.co.za. <laughs> my, my, my second email address is Amanda. It hasn't been updated to Twitter, but it's Jivuo, which is J-I-V-H-U-H-O, at remax.net. At remax.net. You must decide now whether you're going to use Chivuo or, or Tuba. It's, it's going to get very difficult. You know? It will be Tuba, simply because Hodna says has decided that I'm no longer with it. Yes, so <laughs> I think Tuba, just keep it as Tuba, then we, we're not confused about, earlier on I announced that I was going to talk to Amanda Chivo and then all of a sudden it was, no, it's Amanda Tuba, and you know, I was confused myself, so thank you so much for your time and congratulations to your partners as well. And we hope to have a continued conversation. You need to find ways of, of, of educating young women, but also encouraging them to get into this industry. I shadow that is my main objective is to start seeing a shift in the number of young women um, and 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 more black people entering this this market. Because it's a huge. I mean, I mean, sales, what, billions and billions in, in sales, right? Yes, it is. It is. Um, it's. It, we are doing twenty two, as Remax twenty two billion, um, just last year. Wow. So it is a very huge industry. It should be able to absorb the young people. Thank you, Amanda. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you.
Thank you, Shadow. I look forward to having more in-depth conversations with you. Fantastic. Thank you. That's Amanda Tuba, Chief Executive of Z Capital, uh, who bought a 45% stake in, in Remax. And it sounds, sounds like there's a, a bright future coming there, especially for our young people. We're not going to be able to take music because it is now time for our children's program. But before that, I, I found a quote earlier. They say, in the real estate business, you learn more about people and you learn more about community issues. You learn more about life. You learn more about the impact of government, probably, than any other profession that I know of. That came from Johnny Isaacson.